Welcome to the Life to the Fullest podcast by EF3. I'm your host, Dan Jason. At EF3, we're committed to sharing life with you as we journey on together. We believe in self-improvement, growth, and impacting the lives of others. Our four pillars are deeply rooted in the areas of education, faith, fitness, and finance, spreading love, positivity, and the good news. While we grow to become the best version of ourselves is what we strive for. We believe in obtaining greatness and desire to empower people as we work to share this platform to inspire those we encounter. Be sure to visit ef3life.com and follow us on social media at EF3Life. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today, and it's a pleasure to have you with us. It's important for us as we journey towards Easter during this time of Lent to understand a few things. First of all, our call to holiness, likening it to spring training for our spiritual desire and soul recognition, as well as our ability to dig deeper and to get ready for the ultimate season, which is to come and the resurrection that's going to happen. It's really important for us to dig deep, to listen, to understand where we are as people, as individuals, and collectively as a church. You know, we've all been experiencing the world in a very peculiar and difficult time, especially when it comes to the virus and everything that's been looming around over the last year or so. And either for many people, it's either made them or broke them. And I know that it's been challenging to say the least, but it's certainly important that we continue to tap into our faith and realize that God is there with us every step of the way. No matter what's going on in your life right now, no matter where your direction is headed, He is there with you, and He desires to journey with you through it all. So as we gear up and we head into this Lent, we understand that we are dust, and unto dust we shall return. Let a common theme and thread be for our life, that we are always being refined, and that the Master is at work. He's at work within you and within your heart. So long as we keep ourselves open, so long as we're present and we understand that God can do amazing things for us, that we allow ourselves to be open to his love, to his mercy, and to his grace. See, sometimes in life things happen that we can't really understand. We can't wrap our head around and it's hard for us to imagine what it will be like in the future due to the circumstances of our lives, due to the things that we're facing right now that might seem very difficult. Remember that Jesus was journeying in the desert. And that's one of the reasons why when we prepare for Easter and we're journeying with the Lord, that we do certain things to help us to draw closer to him. Now in the past, I know I've done a number of things and I encourage you to do them as well, to get yourself ready, to get your heart prepared for the Lord and to draw closer to him, to take the next 40 or so days leading up to Easter and to be in that desert. When we think about being in the desert, we think about dryness, we think about separation, we think about a lack. But we do know that God will provide that abundance, that oasis that awaits us, especially when it comes to his resurrection. What I encourage you to do this Lent during this time of preparation is to quiet yourself to take some time to understand that the Lord has some significant things he wants to reveal to you. And we can know that by quieting ourselves each day. 
By starting out our day with one simple prayer, by thanking God, the minute that our feet hit the floor in the morning, by having a spring on our step ready to take on whatever comes our way, asking God to lead us, to guide us, to use our lives, everything in it, our abilities, our talents, our treasure, the opportunities that come our way to bless other people, to speak through us, and to be his workers in the vineyard. Now, so often we think about Lent as a time to give things up, and by all means, it is important for us to separate ourselves like Jesus did in the desert to take time. And taking that time away from social media or from other things that can often be a distraction is certainly good. It can help to deepen our faith and can help us to draw closer to God. But I also challenge you this time of year as we prepare for the Lord's coming and his resurrection and Easter to also add some things. What are you doing differently? What are you adding to the mix that maybe you haven't done in a while that will draw you deeper and closer into the Lord, that will invite him into the depth of your heart so he can work on you, he can refine you, and we can become even better versions of ourselves. See, God knows what lies deep within. He understands the things that are inside of us that make us tick and also that ignite the passion within us. And that's something that you could think about. What are you going to add into the mix during this season? Maybe it's reading some more scripture each day. You know, opening up the Bible and starting with the Gospels. Seeing where Jesus called his followers and how he entered into the lives of people, especially those who were most broken and those who were sick. For Jesus said that those who are healthy don't need a physician, but the sick do and that he came to seek and to save those who were lost. Maybe we might feel lost, and that's okay. Know that God's right there by our side, and he sent his son to help us through this all. Or maybe on top of adding some scripture, you add a little bit more time to pray and to connect with the Lord. And maybe that happens at the end of your day, where you collect your thoughts, where you do the examine prayer laid out by St. Ignatius of Loyola, who gives us this great example of examining our lives, not as a scientist and putting everything under a microscope and nitpicking, but in order to see the full scope, in order to zoom in on the times and the ways, the places and the people, the holy moments that came our way where we felt God's presence in a very special manner. Maybe it is during that time of reflection and prayer that you're able to uncover and to see where God actually was a blessing in your life. And we take some time to recognize it, to have an attitude of gratitude, and to thank him for everything and every person that came our way throughout the day. And then having that evaluation in order to understand that there were times that we do fall short. And that's okay because God's grace is sufficient and he forgives us for everything. But that way we can grow and we can understand more deeply how we can become connected to God even stronger. So that way tomorrow we can be even better. Because that's what it's about. It's about being the best version of ourselves that we can be. By adding these things in, by doing some more service, acts of charity, maybe that's getting involved with your local soup kitchen. Maybe that's going out there and serving at the food pantry or your local city rescue mission. Maybe that's lending a hand to somebody in your family or a friend who's in need. There are so many ways that we can do it and we know that a heart of service will fill us up and it's when we give that we truly will receive. 
See, there's so many ways that we could draw closer to the Lord. There's so many things we can do, places we can go, people we can meet and encounter that will lead us closer to Christ. Maybe it's even reading a spiritual book. I recently got a copy of Mother Teresa's book about her private writings. And the subheading or title is Come Be My Light. And it's interesting because so far as I'm just starting out the book, I can understand that the premise that we didn't realize that even the greatest of all saints, Mother Teresa of service and just of great love and devotion to the Lord, struggled with these things in her own personal life. And that's okay. It's okay to struggle. God understands it. He understands the crosses that we carry and the things that we bear. He understands that we cannot do this alone, nor does he want us to have to journey alone. So it's in these opportunities, these things that we seek out, that God will enter more deeply into our lives and that we invite him in. And when we invite him in, we are changed from the inside out. See, we can't remain the same. And during this Lent, as this time of preparation, it sets aside a specific period on the calendar where we're getting ready for the greatest of all events, the resurrection, the thing that Jesus did for us all to open wide the gates of heaven, to lead us to eternal life, both now and forever. And that happened because of his great love for us. And it's in that great love, in the love that's on the cross, his blood that was red and red is the color of love. And it's so important for us to understand and to realize that he did this and would do it just for you all over again. Even if you were the only one to ever live or to ever walk the face of the earth. That's how great and deep the ocean of love is that God has for us. That he gave his son. What a gift. And what a gift for us to share. Because it's not just a gift for us to keep to ourselves, but to share with others. And you know, so oftentimes people wonder, well, how can I do that? How can I do it in a manner, in a way that will be receptive and that people won't be scared away or that won't make me look like, you know, a Bible thumper or whatever the case might be. But all it is is just being genuine. It's about going about each day, one person at a time and just loving. And when we love, when we have acts of charity, when we give with our heartfelt, warm kindness to other people, when we share our gifts and our talents and we are authentically ourselves, when we're vulnerable, when we share in conversation, when we make connections, that's when we enter the lives of other people, just like Jesus did. I've been recently watching the show The Chosen, and it's an amazing TV series that was put on in order to help people understand that Jesus chose the apostles, and it's all about the premise and the understanding of how he went about to choose them. And when you really look at the people that Jesus asked to follow him, these were not any significantly highly important people at the time or people that were doing extraordinary things. They're average people, but God saw the potential inside of them. He also saw their brokenness and wanted to make them whole and complete and realized that if they had their full potential tapped into, that God could transform their life and in doing so, that they could change the world. So what about you? It's like that question, what say you? What do you say? How do you respond? What is your call? These are all very important questions for us to think about. What better time to do so than we're preparing for the Lord and his coming, for his resurrection. That's such a beautiful and profound thing. Now, not too far long ago, 
we were preparing for truly his coming, entrance into the world, God, Emmanuel, one with us, the word made flesh among us. And that was the babe, the baby Jesus lying in the manger. And now, after Jesus's time on earth, his 33 or so years, his three or so plus years of public ministry, the healings, the miracles, the encounters, the stories that he told, the parables, the ways that he was able to work in the lives of other people, to be fully human, yet also divine, to show us that there was a better way, a way paved with love, peace, grace, and truth. That is what we're preparing for, preparing for the resurrection. What we often don't realize, or maybe don't want to think about so much, is that there is some times in our life that are these Friday moments. And those are the times in our life where we're facing great difficulty, uncertainty, whether our odds stacked against us and we don't know how we're going to get through. See, if Friday didn't happen, and as you journey through Lent and you're thinking about Resurrection Sunday, ultimately the passion of the Lord is why he came here on this earth. It was not just passion to suffer and to die, but it was ultimately to give himself in the greatest sacrificial act of love that there has ever been and ever will be, to open wide the gates of heaven. That is what it's about. So when you look at the stations of the cross, when you walk them, when you examine the life of Jesus and you think about who he was and who he's calling you and I to be, it's about that. It's about love. It's about being a saint. It's about walking this road with God on the journey to holiness and leading other people closer to him, sprinkling those seeds of faith. You know, after all, Jesus did rise from the dead. But before that, there was the Friday moments, the passion. We think about that passion and the agony, the pain. And we'll get into that more later on in different episodes of this podcast as we journey together to the cross and through the resurrection, the glorious day, which is Easter Sunday. But for now, just thinking of an overview of it, a glimpse into the life and the heart of Jesus, we think about that he understood that he would face all these things. Now in our life, we don't know what we're going to face, but we do know that the future is certainly one that has a lot of uncertainty. Now, no matter what the future holds, we can be very, very confident that we know who holds our future. And that's God, the Alpha, the Omega, Jehira Jovah, the one who is and the one who is to come. The same who is yesterday, today, and forever. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And he is the one who came, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. This is the promise. Do you believe it? If you believe it, you will receive it, and you will understand that his ocean of mercy and fount of love is never-ending. It never will run dry. Now it's time for a quick commercial break and a word from our sponsor. The Life to the Fullest podcast is brought to you by EF3 Life. At EF3 Life, we are committed to teaming up with great faith-based organizations like Hope of the Poor, who works to build up the kingdom of God. Join us at EF3 Life and Hope of the Poor as we run in the inaugural 5K coming this April, the weekend of April 23rd through the 25th. Sign up at hotp5k.com to register. 
$50 gets you an awesome race day shirt and the proceeds will go toward helping street children in Mexico City gain school scholarships to give them hope for a future through the gift of education. Make sure to visit ef3life.com and hopeofthepoor.org to learn more. Welcome back to the Life to the Fullest podcast. I'm your host, Dan Jason. So happy for you to join us today as we're discussing Lent and journeying through to prepare to Easter. Before the break, we're talking about the burdens and the things that can come our way in life and the cross. And we're going to resume now and think about how God can help us and lead us to and through those difficulties in order to reach our final destination, which is certainly eternal life. And that happens through the resurrection. But when you're going through those difficulties, when you have those Friday moments, when the cross pops up in your life and you're having to carry it and it becomes heavy and it becomes burdensome, do you turn to him so he can make your burden light? So he can take away that yoke that's around your neck? Or do you turn to other things that will leave you empty? They'll leave you questioning. They'll leave you just incomplete. So that's what it means to be whole. It means to be holy, filled with God. And when we're filled with God and His grace, so many things can happen in our life. First of all, it gives us this state of mind and this peace in our heart to be able to weather any storm that comes our way and to still have that positivity and that hope because we know that this is not the end. It's kind of dismal, I must say, for people who don't believe because what is this life without hope, without faith, and without, without the world to come? And we think about those crosses, those tough moments, those difficulties, those experiences that don't really have a way of, you know, understanding why we can actually rest in the Lord, put it at his feet, lay it down right there at his cross and say, Jesus, take it, take it away from me because I cannot endure it anymore. But I do know that you will open wide the gate and the road because you did and you will do it again. You rose from the grave. Death had no power over you. And the things that we face in this world will not have power over us. So long as we continue to trust in the Lord, we obey his commands and we understand that he is the truth. The truth shall set you free. Do you understand this? Do you believe this? Do you know how deep God's love truly is? We've heard it so many times, you know, God loves you. He's your friend. When I was growing up, you know, I had people who would tell me that and I was like, yeah, that's all nice and everything, but you don't know what I'm going through. You don't understand the things that I'm facing right now. If God really loved me, would he allow me to go through this? Now, that might be an age-old question and maybe even have some significant things, maybe even a beef that you want to take up with God when you get there to the pearly gates. But understand this, he's got your back. If he didn't, would he ever have sent his son? Would he have come down in the form of a human being to take on the flesh and all that came with this life? To go through everything that he did because of how much he loved you. And then ultimately, the resurrection. That's the thing you got to leave in your forefront of your mind and never, ever abandon. Because there's always hope. There's hope in the newness of life. And it says in... The great scripture of Revelation 21.5. Behold, I make all things new. Isn't that so true? You know, every single day we get a fresh start, a clean slate. Anytime you go to reconciliation or you make an act of confession, you have a new beginning. 
it's like everything that you did never even happened. And I'm not saying that God's grace is like a Pez dispenser and that you can just exhaust it at any time, period. No, what I'm talking about here is that every time that you make a heartfelt confession to the Lord, he understands that you're trying to transform your life. He will work inside of you and he'll take you through things that you never believed that you could get through. You know, he'll break those addictions. He'll break those chains. He'll end the slavery that you were to sin once and for all. Because we do know that the wages of sin is death, but the freedom in the children of God leads to eternal life. And that's what St. Paul was talking about. He was talking about people who were just dragging around, who had all this weight and baggage. He himself did. But then when he turned his life to the Lord, the Lord took all that weight away and he freed him. And even though he suffered great persecution, he was shipwrecked and abandoned. He was imprisoned. What happened? St. Paul, he was led to joy amidst all the storms of his own life. And he had that inner peace. And even though he eventually was killed because of his great faith, he certainly now has a great seat in the kingdom of heaven. So during this time when we're preparing, what are you preparing for? What are you concerned with? What in your life right now is keeping you up at night or bothering you? When you look into the depths of your heart, when you stare at yourself in the mirror, who do you see? And who do you want to be? Ultimately, whose are you? If you know and you understand that you're a child of God, everything and anything is possible. No matter where you are today, you could be somewhere totally different tomorrow. A year from now, you could be looking back and saying, wow, that's amazing. But what will amaze you even more than what even God could do in your life is to understand that there is endless potential and possibility if you believe. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, tell this mulberry tree to be uprooted and thrown into the sea. Now that's some kind of image right there. But it has to be faith and you have to believe. So what are you doing to foster that faith? What are you doing to cause it to grow? How are you helping other people in your own life to challenge them in the best manner possible to deepen their faith? Are you having these hard conversations and these worthwhile and meaningful conversations with people that you love and care about, with your friends and with your family? I don't mean in a forceful manner. I mean in an organic way. When it comes up, do you shy away from it or do you embrace it? Do you look at it as a holy moment where we can enter into the life of the church, the communion of the saints, and to have meaningful discussion with people about the things that truly do matter on the depths of our heart. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about discipleship. I'm talking about sainthood. You know, so often people cringe when they hear the word saint. Why? It's not something that's unattainable. It's not someone who, you know, is up there on a pedestal that can't be ever reached. A saint is somebody that's you, and that's me. People that are living our lives to the best manner possible, allowing God to enter in and to infuse his power and his grace, his almighty work in our lives, to live through us, to speak in us, and to be with us, one with him. Just as Jesus was talking about us being one with the Father and the Father one with him, so too are we. And if we can, then you can too. And if you can too, then we as the church, the body of Christ in the world, on the earth and in the world can make a big difference can leave an imprint and it make a big splash we can impact others 
And together we can change the world to give them a renewed hope. That's where you're called to. That's part of our call to discipleship. See, before Jesus left the earth, before he was ascending to the Father, after his resurrection, and he appeared to the apostles again, to his disciples, even though there were people like Doubting Thomas who had to see him and feel and touch his side, there were those that believed right away, like Mary Magdalene, who was there at the tomb. She saw it was rolled, the stone had rolled away, had been taken away. And where did they take my Lord, she said. And the angel appears to her, and they don't see him. Why? Because he has risen. Well, so often in our life, we're not going to see things, especially when we're journeying through this desert during these 40 or so days of Lent when we're preparing for Easter, there's going to be many unforeseen things. You have to trust and you have to believe. It's kind of like having that blindfold on. Are you allowing God to guide you? Are you listening to him? For anybody who's done that experiment before, when you're having someone lead you and you have a blindfold on and you can't see, it's extremely important to use your listening skills, to hear what the other person is saying and to follow their direction and trust that they have what's at best interest at your heart. And that's what God does for us if we listen to him, if we quiet ourselves, if we remove ourselves from the busyness and the chaos of the world and we enter into a deep relationship with him, he can truly change our life. He can infuse his power and grace in our heart. And during these next 40 or so days, we can be forever changed. Why are we changed? because we become stronger, we become more bold, more courageous, more vivacious when it comes to our faith, more on fire for God, understanding that this is what life is about. Life to the fullest is about having that abundant and true joy in our heart, that steadfast spirit that wants to share Christ and his love with other people. Again, this is not done by shoving it down people's throats or by standing on a street corner with a megaphone. This is done by the example of our lives. And that's why so often before you leave mass or you leave a church, that the priest, the pastor, or a deacon might say, go out and spread the good news, or be the gospel, or spread the gospel by your lives. That's what it's about. It's about in the doing. You know, so many people can talk about it, but we need to be more about being about it. That's what God was about. He was about the action. And he understands we're never going to be perfect. We have so many shortcomings. There are many things that, you know, you and I wish that were different about ourselves. But this season is a season of grace. This is a season of growth. This is a time for us to truly dig deep, to reach within, and to ask God to come to us and to be one with us like never before. I encourage you over these next 40 days, to do some things you haven't done before, to be different, to think different, to pray differently, to set aside a little bit more time, to have some different conversations and spend time with different people. The only way to make change happen is by actually changing our habits and our ways. And the greatest way to do that is to allow God to enter our life and when he does enter our life, we can see this transformation that will happen. And believe me, it will be a beautiful one. It will be one that will truly set a new course for your life and give you some ultimate direction. You know, 40 days seems like a long time in one regard, 
And at the same time, it's very short. What do you want it to be? When Sunday comes, when we're at the point of the resurrection, when we're celebrating the Lord and how he rose from the grave, will your heart have risen even more? Will you have shined like the light of glory that was shining down on Jesus when that tomb was empty on Easter morning? Or will you be empty on the inside and remain dead? See, these are all things to think about, to ponder, to reflect, and to pray on, to ask God to help you. Know that we're here with you, that we're journeying on together, that never anybody is ever alone. No one's alone. Remember, God will not leave you or forsake you. You are the apple of his eye. You are the love of his life. And he loves you so, so much, more than the telling of words. Jesus came so that they might have life and have it to the full. And God loves you so incredibly much because he wants you to have that joy. And he wants that joy to be made complete. So during this time, I ask you to dig deep, to try your best, to listen, to love, to do some acts of service, to spend some more time with the Lord and allow him to direct your paths and light the ways. For you know that he is God. And in God, the Christ has risen. And he will take you to places that you have never been on this earth and ultimately to eternal happiness in the world to come. God bless you. Keep building up the kingdom. We can do this. You are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. Thanks for joining me today on the Life to the Fullest podcast brought to you by EF3. Make sure to visit ef3life.com to gain access to resources and more episodes of this podcast, including my best-selling book, Fire Burning Within, fiercely attacking life to achieve victory with God, leading you every step of the way. Make sure to follow us on social media at EF3Life. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'm your host, Dan Jason. Have a great day, everybody. Stay blessed and keep pursuing life to the fullest.